Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 200. My God, 200. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And man, 200 episodes. Now, I say that like I don't actually have more, but there were a handful of them that were unnumbered. We're going to ignore that fact for a moment because this is episode 200. And I thought to myself, what should I do for this week's show, this big milestone? And it's not always easy coming up with new things for this show because over the course of 200 episodes, you are necessarily going to cover a lot of ground here. I have talked to so many different kinds of professionals out there. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do to make a splash? Where haven't I gone? I've talked about myself extensively, which when I started this show, I was really, really uncomfortable with. I didn't enjoy doing that at all. I'm more comfortable now. It's fine. Once you do something, you get used to it. You get some positive feedback. It's all good. I've covered my own career, the John's Audio Resume series. I've talked about the different jobs that I've had, and I'm not even done with that yet. There may be more coming by the end of the year, so stay tuned for that. I've also had someone interview me, and that was on episode 100, so half a series ago at this point. Simon Lomax, a good friend of mine, an ex-journalist, sat down, took my role, interviewed me about my own show. It's only fair, right? I ask people to sit down and get interviewed. I should be willing to subject myself to that as well. So what's left? The backbone of my life. My wife. She has been the heart and soul of this show behind the scenes as long as it's existed. She has ushered so many guests into the house, just these strangers that I invite over to say, hey, come sit in my basement or my office or wherever for an hour and let me talk to you. She comes in. She usually gives them something to drink. And for many of these shows... She is the official photographer. She is also the person I am sacrificing time with in order to bring you this show. So without her sort of blessing, without her understanding, this show wouldn't exist at all. So if you look at the episode description of this show, I refer to Kristen as my wife, my friend, my consigliere, and my inspiration. Because truthfully, everything that I do in this life, whether it's my business, quick shout to Deft Communications, D-E-F-T, com.us been going strong now for the last three and a half years this podcast mile high 100 check out mile high 100 at milehigh100.org or literally anything i do in my life it's for her and our two beautiful daughters i've spent a lot of time talking professionally on this show why not give you a slice of something that i don't often do and let's get personal so i talked to my wife and i like to think of this as a snapshot into what a successful marriage looks like. And so we spend some time talking about how we met. We talk about some of the struggles that we had. We, we share a ton of laughs. We talk about how we're both instigators. We're both kind of shit stirrers. You know, we like to push the action. And why not? As long as we're here, let's create some motion. Motion creates emotion. And that's what this is all about. And that's what I love about my wife. I love that she pushes me. I love that I push her. I love that we're always making each other laugh. And that she is way more punk rock than I am. Which is just about the highest compliment I can give someone. She's a talented professional. She's a beautiful woman. She's my best friend. And she's my favorite person in the world. So episode 200 is a huge privilege to bring to you for a number of reasons. And I hope you enjoy getting this snapshot into a part of my life 
that I don't discuss all that frequently. Unless you know me personally, which many of you do, this is a side of me that doesn't come out all that frequently anymore in my professional work, whether that's the podcast, whether that's through writing, whether that's anything else. But here it is on full display. I hope you enjoy it. It was my pleasure to bring it to you. Also, just a quick note, 200 episodes, whether you've been with me for all 200 or this is your very first time listening to me, thank you for letting me be a part of your life. I do this show, A, because I love it, and B, because I think it makes a difference in the world. If we're not adding something to the conversation, if we're not increasing understanding, if we're not increasing empathy, if we're not getting to know each other on a more human level, then what the hell are any of us doing? And if this show contributes to that in some small but meaningful way, then I've succeeded, and I've only succeeded because you're out there to hear it. So thank you for hearing it. For the next 200 episodes, or however many more I end up producing, it's been my honor and my privilege to bring it to you. So thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, and I can't wait to bring you more content. And it starts right now with episode 200, with my wife, she's going to love that I threw a Borat impression in here, Kristen Kreitz. She is my wife, my friend, my consigliere, and my inspiration, and her episode starts right now. And then I became a store manager for Melt. Oh, God, Melt. Right when we moved in together. Oh, that sucked so bad. We were working opposite schedules. And, yeah. like, it's hard enough moving in for the first time. Yeah. And, like, I'd be getting up in the morning. And you'd be like, can you turn the lights off? I'm like, it's winter. Like, <laughs> And I have to be at work <laughs> at, like, 8. Yeah. So... But I mean, you were, you were coming home at like midnight every night. So yeah, I was, and then trying to come down, right? Yeah. I was literally, I think, cause I only did that for like three or four months. I was like just during Christmas. It was like October, November, December, and January. Yeah. And that didn't work out too well. You blew out your vocal cords too. I remember. Yeah. That. I was so sick. Yeah. And, um, I thought they, I was on Christmas Eve, I was coughing up blood. I remember that. Yeah, we were cooking dinner because mm-hmm. we were hosting too, which mm-hmm. what the hell is wrong with us? Mm. And uh, the thing I liked about that, though, was everyone had to sit at our table, which was made of beer caps. Totally. <laughs> like our only kitchen table was the Beirut table. <laughs> we, we put a, a tablecloth over it. Yeah, but I, um, I lifted nice it up on purpose ish. to show <laughs> your mom's husband at the time. I'm but like, I, check I, it well, out. I'm like, look at this. See, it's beer caps. We made this in grad school. <laughs> And he goes, that's great, John. That's terrific. Nothing but class. Let's see here. So then I was briefly unemployed. And then I started working for University of Phoenix. I have lost count. Is that five? I, think? I don't know. That's a bunch. Um, so then I worked. You were there for a while. I was, I was at University of Phoenix for two years, I think. Mm-hmm. Got laid off from there. Got laid off the day before my 30th birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I was working for the energy drink at the time. Yeah, that was a rough stretch for us. That was tough times. I remember that. That was 2010. Uh Uh-huh. Because I quit the PR firm, went to work for the energy drink, then had to go crawling back to the PR firm. They hired me back hourly. And we have this house that we've had for less than a year. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, where's the mortgage going to come from? Yeah. So I was getting unemployment, thankfully. Oh, that's right. And then started the cavalcade of weird ass jobs. Right. Oh yeah. And then we got dicked on our taxes too. Cause yeah, because of the unemployment. Yeah. Cause someone told you wrong when you were filing. Yeah. I remember that. That was weird. Um, 
So I was unemployed and then I started working at West Elm, one of the, and I just happened to go in and saw him and he's like, Hey, do you want a job? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, sure. Um, so I started working there part time and collecting unemployment hyphen. Um, our cats are going to come and do this interview with come us. On, I think. Come on, Kenny. It's not the first time. I know. Is that when you started working for Zach too? Yep. At four degrees. I was working with Zach at four degrees doing his social media management. And like social media copywriting too, right? Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yep. Like you were scheduling tweets and stuff. Yeah. It was like, super fun. I actually I, really enjoyed that. <laughs> Which is weird because that's more in line with sort of what I normally do. Um, so yeah, that was more in line with what you do and yes, have done, but it was funny that I kind of started that. Right. And then you were teaching. And then I started, it was funny because I was looking for teaching jobs because I really enjoyed teaching. Um, I loved doing that at CSU. Yeah, more than I did. Um, yeah, definitively. And so um, I was looking for teaching jobs and then it was like a week before school was supposed to start and I happened to see that Red Rocks Community College was hiring. I'm like, is this for real? So I called and one of her teachers had bailed. And so I went in and auditioned for a teaching <laughs> position. You do a, a mock Yeah, like a mock lesson. lecture, right? Um, got that. So I was then doing that. I think somehow or another I was still collecting unemployment. So I think I was like, nice <laughs> unemployment. And then the PR firm came a calling and... Um, I remember that story too, because I, like I ultimately set you up with that Yeah, and because was, I was, was using them like, cause I was in my corporate gig at that mm-hmm. point and they were one of our PR firms and they were like losing their trainer. I'm like, dude, my wife does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Went and interviewed and, uh, got the job, but it was right when I'd also gotten a job to teach at Metro. Right. But the allure of being able to have one job, eight to five, was amazing. Yeah, and it was so, paying better than all these other cobbled together sort of experiences. Yeah. <laughs> and I told him, I was like, don't fuck me over. I just, I, I knew in my heart of hearts, I think. <laughs> I was like, don't fuck me over. I'm burning bridges to do this. Yeah. And yeah, because you guys have to have me right now. Yeah, you have to have me right now. I have to, I've just accepted a teaching job at Metro, so now I have to burn that bridge and quit. Yeah. And don't fuck me over. And lo and behold, that was August. In December, I was literally supposed to get on an airplane to go to Dallas to do mm-hmm. a training for them. And he said, You're not going. He's like, come talk and from there he's like you know last one in first one gone (laughs) and i here's the thing i hate about myself is i'm a crier and so like if i'm so if i'm too happy it's that whole Kristen bell thing if you haven't seen the Kristen bell just go on youtube it was on ellen and it's where she gets to meet the sloth and she talks about how like she's too excited you know if she's in between like you know, a three and a seven, she's good. If she's below or above, she's in tears. Well, that's how I am. <clears throat> I just am such a crier. And it pisses me off because I was so angry at them for fucking me over. Uh-huh. And I just started crying. And I was so pissed that I was crying because then they thought I was sad. And I wasn't sad. I just wanted to murder them. Right. <laughs> so, But I'm crying. And I'm like, oh, stop it. <laughs> um, and so... <laughs> 
I went back to West Elm. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucked. Um, but that's where we met Kelly. Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, our nanny. Our nanny, and she's fantastic. And so, you know, there's good things that came out of that. But lo and behold, Metro happened to call me, and they're like, is there any way you can teach this night class? <gasps> no. What had ended up happening, Alex from Peak Properties, also on your podcast, Right. he called me that day I got laid off. He's like, hey, we... We're so close to each other. Let's go get lunch. And I'm like, I can't, dude. I just got laid off again. And he's like, okay, so here's what you're going to do. You're going to clean out your desk. Um, you're going to go home. I'm going to meet you there. We're going to get drunk. And on Monday, you're starting real estate school. <laughs> was this before or after that travel agency? Travel agency was in between. All, uh, that was somewhere in there, too? It hadn't happened yet. We'll get there. Okay. And so I've had all the jobs. I told Alex, I was like, I love everything except for that last part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I cleaned up my desk. He came over. I think we got drunk and talked about real estate. And so I started kind of on my real estate journey from there. Um, I did ultimately sign up for classes. And another, what was supposed to be training job, fell in my lap. And that was, just, that was again, a couple of months. A couple months. Yep. A couple months. A uh, training job fell in my lap. The hard part was, is they didn't know what they needed. They didn't need a trainer. They needed a graphic designer. Right. Which I am not. Right. And those are two very dramatic, diff dramatically different things. So. Yeah, they're two very different skill sets. Yeah. So that lasted like six weeks. That was just a little blip on my radar. <laughs> right. And so once that was done, I went back to real estate, studied my ass off, um, passed my test in October. The first try too, right? First try, both tests, boom. And then let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and add motherhood onto this, which is yeah. another job. And then eventually, I mean, after some success in real estate, yeah, I was fairly successful in real estate. Now in commercial property management. Yeah, so I was getting really sick of real estate. My really good friends happened to be doing um, essentially my job for a different hospital, mm. and I just wanted to bitch to her, and so I asked if I could bring her coffee one day, <laughs> and so I was just bitching and saying, you know, I think I want to get out of real estate. And she's like, well, have you thought about property management? Um, so now I do leases and construction management for a large property management firm uh, here in town. Okay, so... If it isn't already obvious, this is my wife. <laughs> Hi. Kristen Kreitz. Kristen Kreitz extra, oddly enough. Among those jobs, of which there are a lot, and I have been <laughs> front row for all of them, one you did not mention is the unseen consigliere of the Crew Jones Society, of the X-Axis blog, and the John of All Trades podcast, which I always refer to you as sort of my check against reality. You are the one that I will run things by. I'm like, does this joke go too far? Or <laughs> is this interesting to anyone who's not me? And you give me good guidance in terms of doing my content, which is a role probably you didn't ask for. No, but I like doing it. Well, I, I mean, and I maintain you are funnier than I am. <laughs> we set each other up. <laughs> okay. In a vacuum, I still say you're funnier than I am. Thanks. Which... It is really nice to have because I've told this story on the show before, but I remember the original name for the show was going to be X with X, which is a terrible fucking name. <laughs> it, you know, it's like a math equation, like EKS with X. You know, X is undefined. That's the guest. It's a different person every time. So it's, you know, X with Adam Caton Holland or X with whatever, right? Mm -hmm. 
the show was called X with X and I'm describing to you, I still don't feel good about it. And we're just standing there and I don't remember what we were doing. I know we were drinking, which is a common theme with our marriage. <laughs> but I swear we don't have drinking problems. <laughs> well, now that you've said it out loud, everyone thinks that. Nah, so. that's all right. <laughs> all right. Draw your own conclusions. I don't really care. <laughs> but, uh, you're like, why don't you just call it John of all trades? Like it was like the most obvious thing on earth. It was just, uh, it was like, you go, why don't you just do this? And I go, well, fuck, I don't know. Why don't I? <laughs> I'm like, where have you been this whole time? And I've been killing myself over this. And you just have this in your hip pocket. Uh, I don't know. It just came. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, I remember I used to run jokes by you with Crew Jones Society. You're like, don't say that. <laughs> You're going to. I still do that to you. You do that to me a lot, which is really helpful. And that, that actually happens to me quite a bit because despite my sort of, I'm good at PR and I know how to do it. My instinct is to push. Yeah. And I, it's always helpful to have someone rein me back in. So I'm just interested in your feelings on what it's like to be married to me when I'm doing all these different creative pursuits. Damn. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's just being married to you. Um, I'm not trying to be like flippant about it, but it's just part of it. Okay. You've always been doing creative pursuits since we got together. You know, it was a little more obvious in grad school where you're, you know, we're writing these gigantic papers right. and, um, and then, you know, shortly after grad school, but I still had the radio show too. Oh yeah. You had the radio show. Like totally. I was still doing that. And I think I was writing on the internet at that point. I don't remember. I know I might've been between gigs cause I was writing about music for a little while and that was, I was not good at that. <laughs> And then, um, after that, I started writing for the seventh level. Remember that? When oh, I was, yeah. When I was working at Koga? Yeah. No, I do remember that. Yeah. And I picked up writing again. And then you were writing for, it's not Examiner. Oh, yeah. No, it was Examiner. Was it Examiner? Yeah, I was reviewing HBO. HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, you think you want to review TV and then someone pays you to do it and like it's an obligation and it's Sunday night and you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, my God, I have so much writing to do tonight. Uh, well, and then there's this new show, Game of Thrones, that we've never read the books, and it's about realms and dragons and shit, and we're trying to watch it, and we're like, what the fuck? Like, God, I remember we tried so hard that whole first season. Like, no, not we the no, like, we didn't make it like, the whole first maybe season. Maybe like half of it, but we're like, what the fuck is going well, on? Well, because that show throws you into the deep end, too. Yeah. They're and like, if you haven't read the books, you're just screwed. There's so many characters mm -hmm. and there's so many different like families and like worlds and shit that you, you like jump into it and you go, I don't know which end is up here. Yeah. Like I have no idea what the hell is going on. And I remember that ended my TV reviewing career because I'm like, you know what? I could catch up with this show, but I really don't feel like it. So I'm just going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> we were in Chicago too. I'm like, oh crap. I was supposed to be recording this. You remember that? We were yeah. sitting in our hotel room in Chicago uh -huh. and Game of Thrones was on. I'm like, oh fuck, I'm supposed to be writing about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, I'm curious about it because like early on in our relationship, we were working kind of opposite schedules. So I had a lot of like room to write. And typically if I wasn't hanging out with you, I wasn't pursuing much of like social life. Honestly, I was either cleaning the house or writing. And I'm just wondering, was that ever exhausting to you because I was constantly like doing the churn? No, not at all. Um, but again, we were working opposite schedules. Right. Um, and so 
the only time it's become a quote unquote issue was when you were trying to do the podcast when Grace was still so young. Oh, and I was still working in corporate. And you're still working in corporate and you had this hobby and I was trying right. to be work in real estate. I had all these deals going and I'm also stay at home momming for our yeah. little one and um, you know, you're off trying to interview people and yeah. So that was the only time and I mean you you did go on hi- hiatus for a couple months. Yeah, I did. Um, as we got that we, figured it out. Yeah, worked our worked it out and worked out schedules and stuff. But I mean, that's really been the only time where it's been, I guess, a thing. Right. I mean, you when you were working in corporate, you had so much time there. You wrote, you did a lot there because mm. you were on your way out and you hated it. <laughs> so you weren't doing much productive work work. Well, they kept taking were... my projects away from me too. Yeah. And so, like, I didn't have a ton to do. Yeah. No, they were, I mean, they're definitely in the process of fucking you over. So you had time to yeah, <laughs> do whatever you wanted to do. Dare the internet to bore you and right. write. Um, yeah. Sit on conference calls that never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So, yeah, it's never, it's never been a thing. It's just part of who you are. You're a very creative person. So yeah, just, it is what it is. <laughs> Sorry. I wish no, I had that's something funny. more eloquent and like, oh, but I mean, it's part of who you are. So no, it's not and a I mean, thing. We, it's not something we like that I stop and think about a lot because I've, I've usually just got my head down pushing ahead to the next project. <laughs> but as I thought about doing this episode with you, I'm like, that's something I should ask her about <laughs> because I've always got like my business and then I've always got something else that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's like all the other stuff because having these kids is no joke. Oh my God. That's for real. <laughs> it's like, I think I was talking to Courtney about it and I think Courtney said to me, she's like, it ain't for pussies. No. <laughs> and Painting is not for pussies. <laughs> no. No, you need to have a really strong constitution for it mm-hmm. because it is relentless. And the fact that I'm still like pursuing all these weird creative endeavors, although now I'm actually like turning it into gold, which is really mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. I just, I'd never thought about it in those terms. And I'm like, Oh, that's gotta be weird. Like, because my time is always sort of divided in that way where I'm going to dedicate a certain amount of my time and bandwidth to that. And in some ways we always use this metaphor around here, you know, betting on the come line. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. Like I thought crew Jones society was going to be big. Um, you probably knew right away. You're like, it's not. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, it's not that I wasn't wanting it to go somewhere, but, right. um, just knowing the three of you guys and knowing also what it takes out in the, I don't want to say real world, but right. like what it takes, I, I, you know, I was like, oh, it's just going to be a fun venture. And, um, yeah. And that website was really neither fish nor fowl either. Yeah. It was, it was not enough of any one particular element of it. Right. Most writers aren't getting found through writing. They're getting found through stand-up comedy. They're getting found through other venues. Not anymore, though. Like Megan Amram, who writes for The Good Place and wrote for uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, she was found through Twitter. And she, I mean, she had a really, really funny Twitter feed. And now... It's like start a Tumblr, start a Twitter, start a YouTube page, and people are getting found that way. Yes. And so, I mean, just the internet is different. Back then, it was still writing. I was kind of following the Bill Simmons model. Yeah. Who now I find almost insufferably obnoxious. <laughs> but you would always ask me, you're like, would Bill Simmons make that joke? Mm-hmm. And it, like that makes me cringe a little bit in retrospect now, but I understood what you meant by it. Yeah. 
You know, it's like he's not going to torpedo his entire thing for this one tasteless joke. And yeah. I think it was a joke about that Cardinals guy who died. That St. Louis Cardinals guy who crashed his car on the highway. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah, that joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I showed it to you. You're like, that no. is really poor taste. <laughs> no. You're like, don't. And I don't even remember what the joke was I now. I don't either. But I remember just being like, I get it. <laughs> But don't do it. You're like, tone it down, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude just died. Uh-uh. <laughs> well, it's funny. I was thinking about all the different roles in a marriage, right? And most couples don't have the role of like creative advisor, <laughs> one for the other, right? Right. But, and we've talked about this too, like there is like your your roommates. Like, yeah. That's what you start out as. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's not what you start out as, but if you move in together, okay, your roommates, like- and you've been roommates with people. You know what a good roommate is. You know what a bad roommate is and, you know, how to push people's buttons, right? And I would say it took us a little bit to get the rhythms of that down. Yeah. Like when, like once we moved in together? Yeah. Is that what you're asking? When we were living about? on Pearl Street. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean that's normal. Yeah, that's, that's true. that's why most people, like, who've never lived with their partner or their spouse until they get married, that's why everyone says the first year of marriage is so hard. Right. It's because you're living with this person for the first time, and now you're legally bound to them, <laughs> and... All of these other things, whereas, you know, like if you live with somebody before marriage, um, you know, if shit hits the fan, you can bail and it's like a soft open to a restaurant. <laughs> totally. It is. It's a soft open, you know, so we had our time to work through it and, you know, working crazy ass schedules and yeah. being unemployed and this and that. And it was just nuts. And uh, so like none of that helped either. Right. And me being an only child, like when you were oh, unemployed yeah. and I had to pick up like more of the tab, I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm not used to, I'm not, you know, like, no, this, we should be equal and all that. But then I'm like, you're living together. You're on the same team. Like, it took me a while to recalibrate my mindset, mm -hmm. which was interesting. You were pretty good about uh, helping me through that, which was nice. But your roommates, your business associates, mm -hmm. because, you know, you're conducting the business of the house. Like, you're going to going in together on major purchases. Mm -hmm. You are um, friends. Yep. Right? It's important to be friends. Oh, my God. You have to be friends. So, you know, it's like, uh, I think back sometimes on past relationships, it's like, yeah, I loved her. I didn't particularly like her. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like, we say that to each other a lot. It's like, I still like you. Yeah. Like, and I like you a lot. I like you a lot. <laughs> well, You're it's adorable. <laughs> we're so gross. <laughs> but like, I, our favorite thing is to just like sit on our back patio and listen to music and talk yeah. and well, drink and drink beer. <laughs> um, that's neither here nor there. Um, and then you have to be parents too. Oh my God. And parenting is its own rhythm because it turns me into a role that I had never really envisioned. Right. I never wanted to be like, I never wanted to set rules or structures. I never wanted to be in charge of people. You know me, I've never managed anyone. Yeah. Like you've actually had management experience. Yeah. Do you think that is helpful in terms of the way you parent? No. Not at all? It's totally different? No. Because, I mean, I was... Granted, some of them were acting like children, but um, the people I was managing were mostly adults, and you could mostly have coherent conversations with them. Right. Mostly. Whereas with children, I mean, you're not managing them. You're raising them. You're teaching them how to be human beings. Yeah. So, no, like, it's... 
you can't have coherent conversations with them or you can't rationalize with a two-year-old or um you still try you, oh god i try all the time uh, it fails miserably and it's kind of a joke but um but uh, they get it i think yeah i mean i talk to them like an like i try to talk to them like adults and you know let them know if we're frustrated and why and um i think that that's i think we're good parents i think we work really really hard at being yeah. good parents and i think in order to be a good parent you do have to work really hard i always love it when people will say something like man you you guys are like naturals when it comes to this and it reminds me of that scene in juno you know exactly what i'm going to say here yeah ellen page says to michael sarah you're so cool and you don't even have to try and he goes i try really hard actually yeah (laughs) (laughs) and it's like that with parenting we're trying really hard all the time and then the last component is like your lovers Mm -hmm. right and so you need to be that too uh, and I found now that we're older, it's kind of frightening. Like if you talk to some couples about that aspect of their relationship, mm-hmm. they've really let it like slip Yeah. and you go, Oh, that's not good because here's the thing, except for maybe parenting, you can do all of those things except for that last one with someone else. Yeah. And if you do that with <laughs> someone else, you're not in a relationship <laughs> with the other person anymore. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then it's over. Which is fine. <laughs> Although I did realize this would be the only interview that would be appropriate to do naked. <laughs> Which, why were you not naked for this podcast? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like, literally, that would be the one and only time. Yeah. The point is, that is probably one of my favorite things about you. Is that, as much as you reel me in, mm-hmm. I'll also push... And then you'll push even further. You'll see what I'm doing. It's a very yes and kind of house. Oh, yeah. We're very, very yes andy. I think people like us or dislike us mm. because we're quirky and we're weird and we push the envelope. And let's go back to when we first met. Okay. So we were in grad school, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Tell me what your first impression of me was. Oh, God. You were such a frat boy douchebag. <laughs> With the, without the benefit of being in a frat, either. Yeah, no, totally. You weren't even a frat boy. You were just a... A no. douche. <laughs> you were just a douchebag. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I know you do. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I thought I was like this raging lesbian feminist. No, I'm not asking so. about my perceptions of you. Um, what you thought about me. No, I know. And then... Uh, but that was the persona you wanted to put off, too. Are you saying I was intentionally affecting a persona as you? a defense mechanism? No. That doesn't sound like me at all. No. Surely, madam, you jest. <laughs> you never do that. When there's only 12 of you, you get over that real quick and, you know, kind of figure out who everyone is real quick. Yeah. Um, when you're in all your classes and you spend all that time together as you do. Yeah, it's it's several hours a day. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll, you figure that out real quick, so... I remember, I remember the exact turning point where you kind of turned around in my eyes because yeah, you come in, you're very serious. You're like, you know, I want to study feminist theory and queer theory and constitutional law. And I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> like this is exhausting already. And, uh, <laughs> which is shows where I was at mentally at the time, you know, just coming off undergrad and I'm like, Hey, I don't want to get a real job yet. I'm going to stay in college, but this was much harder college. But I remember it was one day during orientation. Me and Kyle were walking through the student center and we bumped into you and Lori mm-hmm. and, uh, you're both like, what are you all doing? We're like, oh, we're going to go to the Ram Skeller and get a beer with lunch. You want to come? And you looked at Lori and you, I could tell you were into it. Yeah. 
Oh, because we asked you what you were doing first. And you're like, oh, we were just going to go buy some of our textbooks and stuff. And I'm like, just throwing it out there because this is very much our style. I'm like, well, you should skip doing that and come drink with us in the Ramskeller. And you looked at her like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. And Lori's like, I don't know. And you, you both ended up not joining us, which was kind of disappointing. But I'm like, there's something there. I'm like, <laughs> she wanted to come drink with us. I'm like, that's cool. And uh, because we were still in the middle of orientation, too. So it was like <laughs> we were just going to day drink like between like getting ready for this major life change. <laughs> but, yeah, at that point, I'm like, OK, this could be cool. This could be all right. And then uh, we were at the Crown Pub. I remember that, too. No, oh, yeah. Up in Fort Collins. Yep. You're getting jerked around by just one of the dickheads in the, in the, <laughs> in the class, above us. class above us. I'm like, I'm smoking. Who smokes? And you're like, I do. I'm like, you're smoking with me. Let's go. I remember that. That was fun. <laughs> It was yeah. like rainy and crappy and cold and yeah, I don't know. yeah, it was awful that night. We had that dinner at Kari's house too for mm. all the grad students. Yeah, that was right before that, wasn't it? And then we all yeah. went out to the Crown Pub. Yeah, and I didn't eat anything at that party because I was too nervous mm. because I had such bad social anxiety. Mm-hmm. I remember Elizabeth showed up and she said, like she, I, that was the first time I ever met Doug. She's like, "Hey, I'm Doug." I'm like, "Hey, how you doing, man? I'm John." Um, she's like, "So how are you tonight?" I'm like, "I don't know. My stomach's a little upset." Could be nervous, but uh, could be that balloon of heroin I swallowed too. <laughs> and Elizabeth just turns to Doug and she goes, "That's John. You get used to him. Don't worry about it." Oh <laughs> well, yeah. And that and that's when I fell in love with her too, because yeah. I'm like, "All right, well, she gets she it. Gets she doesn't it. care." Yeah. At what point were you done? Oh, very shortly after. So, so we started dating in like September, and I use dating very loosely. Here. Yeah. Late, late, late September. And yeah, by Thanksgiving, I was done. I was too. Didn't take long. No. Mm-mm. Um, just made sense. I remember we, uh, we had to have a relationship talk on Halloween. Ugh, yeah. At what points do you think were the most challenging in our relationship? I think like right when we moved down from grad school, cause you were up at your parents and I was living on my own and I was working in a crazy schedule and you didn't have a job and yeah. that was tough. I'll agree with you. That was tough. I And I did not, as much as I love my parents to this day and get along with them great, I didn't want to move it back in with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want to be there any more than you wanted me to be there. Yeah. But they were like, no, you got to get a job first before you can move out of here. And I go, all right, fine, with your practicality. <laughs> fine, be reasonable. How but what's so you? funny, too, is my mom told me that she was talking to my uncle about it. And he's like, oh, it'll take him like two years. And I'm like, two years, my ass. Like, Ugh. what are you talking about? And then I realized it's two years in his time because he's largely a fuck up. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So I was out of there in four months. It was a long four months because I'd been on my own for the previous six years. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was fine. And they were really nice about it. And they still are. And I, I mean, they've really helped us a lot. Oh, God, but, yeah. But yeah, that was a strain on our relationship. Yeah, that was hard. First moving in together was hard. Um, I mean, there's like weird moments that it's hard, like moving day. The day we tried to put together the vanity in the old house, I thought you were going to divorce me that day. <laughs> oh, man. So many trips to Home Depot. So many trips to Home Depot. I literally thought at the end of the day you were going to divorce me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings after it was over. Yeah. Um, and that was fun. We need to make a drinking game of this specific podcast every time we mention drinking. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Everyone's going to be hammered by now. Yeah, don't listen to this um. on the way to work. <laughs> um, You're missing a big one. Infertility. I w- yeah, I was getting there. Yeah. Okay. Infertility was so hard. Yeah, that's really, really rough. Um, that is super hard on any relationship. 
Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter how solid your relationship is. Like infertility just fucking sucks. Yeah. It just, it sticks a knife right into the heart of both of you. Yeah. And just, there's so much pressure and like you end up sniping at each other. It's hard to stay on the same team. Yeah. One of the things that I like is we've always approached everything from a place of emotional honesty. Yeah. That was one thing that I had like on my list before we started dating. Cause I remember neither of us wanted to date yeah. like when we met No. and, uh, it was doesn't play games. Yeah. And it was always right away that I like, I tested that too. <clears throat> you were telling me some story. I can't believe how rude this was. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm going to say before I say it, right? Yeah. <clears throat> You're just telling me this story and you stop in the middle. You go, you have no interest in this, do you? And I go, no. And you go, all right. And you just started talking about something else. <laughs> And I almost like fainted when you said that because <laughs> I'm like, okay, what happened? I like had to check my pulse and you started talking about something that was much more interesting. <laughs> but I remember by the same token, uh, I could hang with you politically as well. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's kind of a weird question. What is the most challenging aspect of my personality? Mm, I don't know. Also, I feel like I'm on Mark Marin. <laughs> Where it's like, so let's talk about me and my issues. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, I totally don't care. It's hilarious. That was like the only thing where I was like going into this podcast. I was like, is this going to turn into Mark Maron? (laughs) I'm like, we're in Mark Maron territory now. Okay. Um, You can totally edit all of that out. No, I know that all stays. That's helpful. (laughs) Um, uh, God, I don't even know. Um, okay. Sorry. Um, I, kind of, I think it depends on the day and even my mood where like, mm. I'll be able to put up with some shit better on different days. And when you say some shit, well, just like we're both so stubborn, right? You know? And so some days it's just like, Oh my God, let it go. <laughs> right. Or, you know, other days I'm like, whatever. I would say you're challenging to argue with mm-hmm. because you're very good at the act of arguing. <laughs> Of argumentation, given that you were a college-ranked debater, mm-hmm. um, very highly in the nation, mm-hmm. where even if I feel like I have a point, <laughs> you know how to defeat it, even if you don't believe yourself. Yeah. And so you can and will defeat it. Yeah, sorry. Which is challenging, because I'm like, okay, like I don't know how to be right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to be right with me. Evidently not. Um, oh, you do. Um <laughs> So that, yeah, that can be tough, like on this side of the table. No, I get that. Definitely. In terms of where you go from here, you can answer this professionally or in the context of our marriage. And the reason I'm like asking these questions Mm -hmm. is because this is a side of me. Like I'm on this show every week. Oh, yeah. You know? And one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because it sort of opened me up in a different dimension. Totally. You know, people get to see just, yeah, like the more home side of you, right. or like the more personal side of you. And I allude to you a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. And I actually refer to you by your name compared to crew Jones society where you're known as lady E. Yeah. Which that was cool too. Yeah. Where I'm sort of interested. And it's funny now that we have this house, mm-hmm. now that we live here and that's largely settled and you're in a career that you like. Mm-hmm. Finally. Yeah. I, mean, I liked real estate, but, but it was time to be done. Yeah. It was, time to be done i mean there there are only so many times where your friends can deliver you tough news yeah to where eventually you're like okay i'm tired of this feeling yeah and i i'm sure they all have their reasons oh yeah but where do you want to go from here or are you happy to coast for a while Oh my god i'm so happy to coast for a little while i feel like 
God, since grad school, I've been like just clawing my way through mm. professionally at least. Yeah. I mean, that's the nice part is, is like, don't get me wrong. We work on a relationship, but our relationship has been relatively easy. And I wonder if that's unusual for couples. We never broke up. Mm-mm. Like we, we never had a breakup. Although mm. usually if I got to a place where I was breaking up with someone, it was going to be for good. Yeah. Like it was never like, you know, I love them, but we have our issues and we need to, we need some time apart. No. Yeah. Like, that's just not how I'm wired. Right. Um, ditto. Yeah, if I'm done, I'm done. Yeah, it's time to hit the ejection handle and, <laughs> and run away. <laughs> so, yeah, like, the girls are in a good spot. We're in this amazing house. You know, we're in our dream house. We're in our forever house. And I'm in a career that I like. And so, yeah, I mean, right now, I'm just really happy to hang out in status quo and not be, like, clawing my way through and, you know, like trying to figure it all out so yeah for the first time i'm like in a very long time i'm like oh i can take a breath is there a goal that you have in mind and you can answer this any way you want to yeah for the next year five years down the line not right now just because it's been for so long it's been so like what's next what's next what's next what's next so literally this is like the first time that i don't have a what's next and it's nice wow um you know and i I know in a few years i'll be looking for like a promotion at work or you know something like that but i mean i don't foresee that for a while because mm. i really like my job i like what i'm doing i'm good at it so um it's funny because it's again the first time i'm not going into a job looking to move up i'm going into a job that i like and i enjoy doing it yeah. so that's nice it's nice to see too being on this side yeah because i thought you had that a couple of times i did too but they were largely illusions yes i mean they, they were largely uh sort of looking for not like oasis is what like what are those called in the desert mirages Mirage. I remember when you got laid off from the PR firm, mm. I was so fucking pissed too. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't so much that it happened, but the way that they tried to like sell it mm-hmm. and the fact that I was still a client of theirs mm-hmm. and there was never like an honest forthright approach. Yeah. Uh, and it was just, it was pure cowardice and it was such horse shit. That made me really, really unhappy because like you get laid off, like it happens, Yeah, you know, but the the circumstances leading up to it and then afterward the fallout was never handled well at all but yeah it's uh it's been weird and it's kind of nice having the shoe on the other foot because i'm constantly hustling now i'm always looking for new business and Mm -hmm. i still bring in really good money Mm -hmm. but it's nice knowing that you're in a secure place and that we have healthcare. yeah holy shit i mean jesus how adult is that yeah um Oh, that reminds me of something funny that I wanted to bring up on this show. Okay. I mean, I would, I would say, like, we've, we've had it out a few times. Yeah. It's not terribly frequent that, that we're really having it out. Yeah. I mean, we really, like, had it out during infertility. And, oh, yeah. Like, a few times here and there, depending on what the issue was. Yeah. But prior to us trying to have kids, do you remember what the biggest fight we had was? <laughs> you do. <laughs> like, vaguely. It was... Something so stupid. What was it? 
fuck i don't remember okay i just remember it was so stupid and we were pretty heated about it too i know what was it okay so we were sitting on the patio of our stapleton house uh-huh. and we were arguing about the marketing of the movie precious oh god that's right yes <laughs> and i said it was intentionally exploitive and, and i was i was saying like they were they were essentially trying to sell people's white guilt back to them mm-hmm and you disagreed with me about that. And we went round and round. <laughs> and it was basically like academic theory. Just like it was co- grad school all over again. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah, and it was it was an argument not about the movie itself or the content of the movie. Yeah. But the way that the creators and the producers were pushing it on the public. Yeah. And I was saying it was doing one thing and you were saying it was doing another. And we were like miles apart on agreeing on this. <laughs> we're so mad. And <laughs> once again we were drinking on the patio. <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny is I was never mad at you. I just couldn't believe that you believed the points <laughs> that you were making. I'm like, there's no way that she actually believes that. I did though. I, I know don't what it was, but I knew I believed it. <laughs> and I, I could tell you were feeling the same thing about me. Yeah. Like, and I was, I was never actually angry at you, which was the funny part. Yeah. To anyone watching this, like we've done that with Kyle too, where everyone's like, oh, I'm God. so sorry. I know. Like, and and they try. Oh and, my God. Like, yeah, oh, he's, he's being really obnoxious. I go, what are you talking about? Like, this is just how we talk to each other. Yeah. Like, this is we, what we do. In graduate school, you will debate communication theory in a very, very heated way. And it's fun. <laughs> it really is fun. Because it's like you, you pick a point and you, you do your best to defend it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's a thesis defense right there. Totally. You've got three people who are much smarter than you mm-hmm. and have studied this for much longer than you uh-huh. asking you every difficult question that they can about the work that you have just spent an, an entire year plus doing. Or in my case, three months. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so Christ, that's the other thing. You, you've got the spirit of a fighter in you too. Which yeah. is one thing I've always liked. And where do you think that comes from? Like, you'll fight. You'll get in there. And, and I don't mean that in a mean or cruel way. Oh, you know. Like, I just will stick my nose to the grindstone and just fucking do it. Yeah, and you'll you'll defend the castle, too. Yeah. Which which is something I really like. You don't just roll over. No. I don't know. Um. What happened? I don't know. I got all misty. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because you're below a three or above a seven? Uh, probably above a seven. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Ugh. It's say edit it out, but I know you're not going to. Okay, well, here's the other thing about that. I'm going to let you off the hook in terms of this, and I'm going to pivot slightly. Okay. So I wrote my entire thesis about punk rock, but the problem is when you're in a <laughs> in a marriage, when you are the less punk person... <laughs> Although ostensibly being punk rock, I remember like we were in Hawaii on our honeymoon and we're bringing beers down to the beach and I'm like, oh babe, there's a sign here that says like no alcohol allowed past this point and like we can't just bring it out there and you go, whatever, okay. What are they going to do, arrest me? (laughs) That was the line. (laughs) What are they going to do, arrest me for drinking a beer on a beach? Okay. And ultimately, I think it meant, like, you couldn't take their alcohol outside of that point. Yeah, but I don't don't think alcohol is allowed on public beaches anyway. But whatever the case, it didn't matter. Fuck (laughs) them. Chalk up another save for the Eck. (laughs) But it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, if I can get my punk rock juju thrown off by a sign, (laughs) 
There's not even like a guy there. It was just a sign. I'm like, well, we can't disobey the sign. You're like, fuck this sign. I want beer on the beach, goddammit. So you brought the beer out onto the beach, and I'm like, oh, shit, my wife is way cooler than me. Also, she's my wife. We got married two days ago. That's fantastic. I'm like, what a day. What a time to be alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a meme around our house, and one that I think you both love and are thoroughly annoyed by. Yes. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> but that's just the thing. It's so funny, too, because we're instigators. Oh, my God. Such like, instigators. We're shit stirrers. Yeah. Because, I mean, that keeps things interesting. If we're not, if you're not doing that, then what's the point? Why be here at all? Yeah. Like, let's all just uh, sit in a circle and stare at each other. Yeah. No, let's, like, let's get it going here. Let's host a Beirut tournament and make everyone wear costumes and come up with entrance music. And I'm going to write an intro for you that you have no knowledge of what I'm going to say. Yeah. You know why? Because it keeps you on your toes. You know why? Because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. Lean in. Yeah. Totally. And so that's, it, again, it's a very yes and kind of house, mm -hmm. which, again, to marin this a little bit. I think knowing that this is a yes and house and that the, I have the freedom to sort of pursue these weird artistic goals and chase these crazy passion projects. The fact that you're like, yeah, you should totally do that. Or I'll be talking about someone and you go, why don't you fucking pitch them? And why don't you try and interview them? And I'm like, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, I should do that. Why am I not doing that? So <clears throat> you've always pushed me in the right direction, given me a good kick in the ass. Oh, good. And I hope I've done that for you too. I mean, definitively. I mean, even with uh, when you were doing real estate, I think I took money from Deft. Hopefully, the IRS isn't listening, and hopefully, this isn't illegal. <laughs> but I took money from Deft. I don't think I wrote it off, so maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah. And we tried just buying like the mobile advertising, the geofencing, and yeah. stuff. It's yeah. like fuck it, let's, let's try something. Let's give it a shot. Yeah, I, I mean, if it, I think the other thing we say a lot is like, worst thing that happens is it succeeds. Yeah. Worst thing that happens is they say yes because then you have to do the work. <laughs> I love that, by the way, because you always say that. Yeah, I mean, no is easy. Yeah. Like, no is the status quo. Yeah, yeah, no is easy. It's when people say yes. That's when it gets interesting. That's I think that's why we're instigators. Like yeah, that's, that's when true. life gets interesting. That's when life gets fun. Well, and it's like we always say, give someone the opportunity to say yes too. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because like you'll never know until you put it out there. Yeah. And again, the worst thing that happens is they might actually say yes. <laughs> and then you have to fucking do it. Then you have to interview Drew McGarry. And <laughs> then you have to, <laughs> I have to interview Vinny Fiorello. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, now I have to rise to this occasion. Exactly. Where it's like, I remember that, that weird year, 2010 was such a weird year for us mm -hmm. because we'd been married such a short amount of time. We have this house that's brand new. I'm working a new job that I really hate. Yep. You get laid off from your job. I have to crawl back to the job that I just left and essentially told to piss off. Yep. I'm freelance writing. We still go to Kansas for a wedding. Oh yeah. We still go to New York. For a one-year anniversary. Right. Get it, fucked over on taxes the next year and still go to Europe. Oh, my God. That's right. <laughs> oh, we owed so much money in taxes that year. But we still went to Europe in 2011. God, that's crazy. And I started working my corporate gig at that point, mm -hmm. which was really good. And so we had some financial stability again. Yeah. That's okay. So if you think of things as, as we keep going, I asked you what the most challenging aspect of my personality is. Mm-hmm. Another one for you is you are so good at ruining surprises or stepping on the end of a story. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> and I know you know that. And I don't mean to. I really don't. No, I you're just, just you're very so excited. About it. You're very excited when I'm telling you a story. Yeah. And you can like guess where it's going and then you do. And I go, well, shit, like that's the whole ending. You're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I do. I just like, I'm a Labrador. I just get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or like when I got the job offer finally and I come home <laughs> I and I've got it like tucked under, like I bought all these snacks from like Whole Foods or somewhere <laughs> and I got beers out and you're coming home and you come in you're like, what's that? I go, well, that was for like 10 minutes into the conversation, <laughs> but that's my offer letter. And yes, I'm getting like a 50% pay increase Um, and we're going to be fine now. And I'm yeah. working for this guy who would turn out to be my favorite boss. I think that's what... what <laughs> why we're drawn to each other too because it's not everyone who during the first year first semester of the first year of grad school is going to go to the class that they hate totally fucked up oh god <laughs> between you me and kyle oh, god. just sitting in your apartment with okay so Jax is next to you here yeah, Jax is sitting next to me on the table and he was just a kitten he was a baby he was teeny too although his name was sasquatch we should have known we that, should have known he was going to be a beast and now it's like living with a puma <laughs> and so yes i'm talking about you but we're sitting there and like you know we'd have this bottle of vodka and kyle is like sticking it right in Jax's nose and he wants to smell it but he doesn't but he does but he doesn't but he does but he doesn't but he does and he's getting further and further away from it until he's like up against the wall and we show up to this class just shit housed god well she was such a horrible teacher yeah she was just a horrible human being yeah she <clears> was <throat> full of shit too yeah. that was the problem she was a fraud like totally i'll you, forgive a bad teacher yeah like, totally if there's passion i'll forgive a bad teacher and if you're like she, earnest yeah but she was cynical yes. and a fraud yes that's we haven't talked about this until just now and that's exactly why i think we all hated her yes because we saw through her bullshit oh my god who was it like the second angie year, the real mccoy angie, when she just yeah. knocked her on her fucking ass in the middle of class and everyone's like well, we were at a party a few weeks later, too, and I asked her about that. She's like, well, I wasn't trying to set her up. I just didn't know. And I go, yeah, but the fact that you caught her flat-footed. Yeah. And the question was something like, she, you know, she says to our, our teacher, this is a race class, you know, I'm just a graduate student. And so I'm learning these techniques for how to change the world and change, you know, make things more equitable and things like that. What are you doing? Like what, you know, beyond what you do here at the school – how are you doing that? And she started hemming and hawing and looked back and we all go, oh shit. Like she's not doing anything. No. And so like she's talking about, well, I have conversations with my husband. It's like, oh, horse shit lady. Yeah. Like, come on. I have conversations with my husband. Oh, fuck you. It's like, yeah, we know. Like we all have conversations with our significant others yeah. or at least the healthy relationships do. Right. One of the things I remember you telling me that you like when you, when I brought up Doug Bruce, the oh, fact yeah. that I knew who Doug Bruce was and we talked about Tabor. Yeah. You're like, you actually know what that is? <laughs> I go, yeah, I know what that is. I grew up talking politics around my house. Yeah. And so did you. Yeah. Which is one thing that I'm enthusiastic about because we're never going to run out of shit to talk about. No. Which is great. Yes. I mean, you're always watching some like weirdo space documentary. <laughs> think about black holes and quasars and shit. I totally watched a black hole documentary while you were gone with the girls today. <laughs> of course you were. That would be like me saying while I was gone <laughs> that I watched some bullshit about old wrestlers talking about like the territory days. Or just a shitty movie. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Although you're not thoroughly immune from that yourself. No. It's, uh, I would say I, it's, it's a 
question of degree, not kind. Uh, whereas I will watch way shittier movies way more frequently. Yes. I mean, I love me some holiday. Yeah, no, you'll watch the holiday. I'll watch the holiday. I'll watch Love Actually. Mm-hmm. Legally Blonde. Yeah, you'll, and I mean, this is a great movie. And I have no objections to any of those movies. But you'll watch The Sound of Music anytime it's on. Oh, God, I love The Sound of Music. That's like my favorite movie. It is not a bad movie. And That's what I'm saying. And anyone who says it is, I will... No, it's not. It No, it's a classic. Stab. It's, <laughs> she got the stabby eyes, too. I do have stabby eyes. Yeah, that, that was intense, man. Um, and I've seen the stabby eyes before. <laughs> Whereas, you know, you'll come home and I'll be rewatching Karate Kid 3. Yeah. Like, a lot. And I will fight to the death anyone who says The Edge is a bad movie, though. That No, don't give me your stabby eyes. <laughs> that movie may not be for everyone, but it's exceptional. I mean, come on. It's written by David Mamet, and it takes place in the wilderness. It's amazing. They fight a fucking bear. Anthony Hopkins kills a goddamn bear. It's a glorious, glorious movie. I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> Man, that was such a <laughs> that was such a summary fuck you. <laughs> that was as thorough a dismissal as you can get. Just like in the nicest PR way possible, too. So it's funny that we come out of the same program and you can deploy these skills. Like when I'm not ready for them either. Yeah. I'm just like not looking. You'll just hit me with this left cross of like PR bullshit. And I'm like, God damn you. <laughs> it's like, uh, and how many times did I make you watch Fight Club when we were first together? God. It was a lot. A lot. Because it was on all the time. Yeah. And like, I liked it the first time I saw it, but I only needed to see it once. <laughs> I got it. You're like, no, I figured this out. No, like, I got it. <sighs> but no, I mean, hey, look at it this way. I could be one of those guys who takes all the wrong messages from Fight Club. That's true. And, uh, you know, views it as some sort of uh, edict on macho masculinity. Yeah. And like, this is how, you no, know, this is how you're supposed to act. It's like, no, the movie's a fucking satire. And I appreciate those elements of it. I remember that came out pre-September 11th and we went to a speech and debate tournament every year. In San Diego, and this is before Cassie lived out there and before we were going out there frequently, and um, I remember talking to my speech and debate coach um, about that as we were flying into San Diego, because you remember, like, at the end of Fight Club, how, like, they're flying into the buildings or, like, super close to the buildings and all of that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're like, oh my god, how like how crazy is this? And then like after September 11th, the first time we flew back in, it was like, oh, not funny anymore. Yeah. Oh, that's just outright creepy. So, um, yeah, that's my only Fight Club thing. <laughs> Good story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> that is funny. Like, and that's, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, you'll keep me on my toes. I'll keep you on your toes. We were. I remember that again. Going back to 2010, we're in Wichita. Mm-hmm. You're like, we should turn on some lights so people don't think we're pedophiles. Okay, I was hammered. I know. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just looked at you because I'm like trying to make sense of what you just said. No, we should turn on some lights so people don't think we're pedophiles. Are there kids here? Like, <laughs> no. No, no. And you collapsed on the bed and could not stop laughing. You were like the fucking Dean's wife in that scene in Animal House. <laughs> like just collapsed on the bed nearly like suffocating from laughter and i thought this is great like i didn't even say anything yet i'm crushing it and there's a certain level of joy that i would say that i hope comes across through this yeah but that just sort of exists and 
to the extent that you say, yeah, we work on our marriage and we do like one of the things that we're cognizant of. So like people, you know, you always hear that. How do you do that? Yeah. We're polite. Very. Yeah. And, and we, we never lose that. Like no. we say please and thank you and excuse me. And but you're the person that I have to be the most polite with. Right. Like, and that's the thing I, you know, again, that other marriages I see falter and it frustrates me is it's like, no, like your husband or your wife isn't the person you get a shit on. No, that's yeah. the person you need to keep building up. That's right. the person you need to be politest, politest, yeah. polite to. Um, because I mean, yeah, it's, it's the long haul here. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the long, the long tail and I want, yeah, I don't know. I just think that that's super important. Well, yeah. And I mean, it even comes down to things like you'll, you'll hear about couples like, you know, oh, finally I get to stop shaving or whatever. And it's like, oh my God, no. Yeah. Like, and we've talked about this a lot. One of the best things in the movie knocked up is when Seth Rogen is talking to Paul Rudd. He's like, she's so funny and pretty and her hair is always different. And like that line always stuck with me because I'm like, wow, what an interesting way to compliment someone. But that's true of both of us. Mm-hmm. Like we're always changing up our look. Yeah. Because, I mean, can you imagine, and I can't imagine ever getting tired of being with you, but like just changing up the look, it's nice. You refreshing the brand, for God's sakes, <laughs> to use a PR term. <laughs> Uh, change the logo, right? Change the font. Like just, yes. just update. Yeah. Refresh. Yeah. I mean, we're always kind of doing that. And I look back at old photos of us. I'm like, oh yeah, that's when you were blonde. No, oh, yeah. I'm like that's weird. I was very blonde for a while. You know, that was me when my hair was like really, really short. Yeah. Um, that was me with a beard, you know, like <laughs> totally. Um, and so like, just give, just keep it interesting to look at. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always the joke that at some point a man will get a haircut for life. Yeah. And it's like, I am so against that. Yeah. Like, don't get a haircut for life. Yeah. Just, uh, no, and women do that too. And it's like, well, you know, I have my long hair and this is it. Or, you know, I yeah. have my, my mom cut and this is it. And there's nothing wrong with the cut or, you know, the per se, or there's nothing right. wrong with like long hair per se, but yeah, just change it up a little. Yeah. That's important. It's, it's fun. Like novelty and variety, variety. I think I oversaid the T there. <laughs> it was a little creepy. <laughs> novelty and variety. <laughs> or what to ma- I can't stop now. <laughs> Please do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> They're helpful. Mm-hmm. I would argue is is necessary for the for the health and the vitality. Yeah. Um, I even oh. think for like your own self care and your own sanity. Oh, totally. Yeah, if you get bored with yourself, you know, yeah. you, you see like some of these couples out. And, you know, there'll be a dad just wearing some, like, dumpy, ill-fitting jeans and, like, his new balances. Yeah. And then, like, I was at this Avs game once and this mom showed up. She was just wearing her sweatpants. I'm like, oh, my God, you've given up. Yeah. Like, you make me so sad. Yeah. Like, make effort for each other. Yeah. It doesn't really feel like effort to me. And some people can call it vanity. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I really don't care. I mean, when I was on that Monkey Tooth podcast, he's like, what made you want to lose weight? I'm like, vanity mostly. Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I think some level of that is healthy. Yeah. All right. What else? <laughs> I don't know. I had nothing planned for this podcast. I had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah. It's funny because like over the course of the last four, almost five years, mm-hmm. 
like how many people I've ushered into our house. <laughs> taking photos of. Taking photos of and I've loved it. But, you know, it's like everyone's so nervous when they come in and when they're done, they're like, oh, my God, that was so much fun. I'm like, yes, I know, I know. So it's funny because <clears throat> like with them, I was like, well, you're here to talk about your career. And all of a sudden I'm like with this one, I'm like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Yeah, I really didn't have a sense for that either. Yeah, that was part of the – so it's going to get all Mark Marini. <laughs> <laughs> it could, and I, I, I it didn't. It was good. I mean, I did have some of that in mind, though, mm. because the things I do in my life, I have you like you're like the voice in my head. Mm. I mean, in a really positive way. Yeah. Also, sometimes in a negative way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, that's got to exist for you too. Yeah. Um, I don't know to what extent it does. I don't want to put words in your mouth. No, like it's. Nine times out of ten for the better. Right. Sometimes it's, oh, just shut up. <laughs> it's like, I know. <laughs> I want to do it anyway. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You're not my real dad. <laughs> you don't know my life. <laughs> Which, by the way, if if you're listening to this and you ever can pose this question to your friends, do it. It's, what is your favorite story involving the group that you weren't actually there for? <laughs> totally. And I'll just leave it at that because there are some stories that get told to you and you're like, God, I wasn't there, but it feels like I was. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. But no, I, I was just curious on your take on a number of things because when I'm doing these things, I sort of, I don't always know exactly how it's going to pan out, but I feel like I'm on the right road. Mm -hmm. I know that our time together is always really good and really valuable yeah. that I don't want to be wasting it when... I'm, I'm away from it, you know, like yeah. I, I don't want to spend my day and go, I should have been doing this so that when we're together, like, I don't want to be thinking about what I should have been doing, mm -hmm. no, I get that. which is a really great motivator too, especially when you work for yourself. Totally. Well, I mean, that's even the, it's funny because with you, you worked corporate for so long and just got fucked by it um, to now where you're like, work for myself, only myself, and that is it. Yeah. And it's funny for me having just like ups and downs and ups and downs, and now I'm working corporate. I love it just because it's one of those things where, you know, in residential real estate, I'm working at 9, 10 o'clock at night, and, you know, like our time together isn't necessarily our time because I'm working, because I'm right. working on a – on an uh, inspection resolution and da, da 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 and you know and then you're working with these horrible agents there's good agents out there that I worked with don't get me wrong but you know there's so many horrible agents out there now um just chasing the dollar and so it's like that was what was so frustrating also about real estate there were so many frustrating aspects to it but one of it was like there'd be nights where the girls are in bed and I just want to hang out with you but I have to work and I'm just like fuck like Oh, so you grow resentful of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because then I'm like, because my marriage is always the most important thing. Right. And so I'm like, well, God damn it. Why am I dealing with this asshole when I could be hanging out with my husband? Yeah. Um, you know, even if it's we're just sitting on the couch watching wrestling or watching, you know, whatever. Yeah. The NBA like, or a Friends rerun or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> exactly. Um, because whatever's on is on in the background because you and I are just talking. Yeah, that's true. It's all like we're so good at that. Yeah, we're not really <laughs> binging shows either. No, we're not big binger bingers. No, like it's it's a small handful of shows like mm -hmm. American Vandal. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that was so funny. <laughs> Watch the shit oh out of. 
I'll drag you into Stranger Things when it comes back. Yeah, I'll watch it. I mean, I know that's not really your thing, but... Well, no, I just don't like scary things, so I'll watch it, like, between, like, fingers. (laughs) If you can see me, I'm, like, doing, like, the little, like, poking my eyes through my fingers. You know what's funny? As you were talking about what's ahead, I was thinking about as the girls get older. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, because we're coming out of the real, like, thick of the shit here. Yeah, we're coming out of survival mode. Right. Uh-huh. Um, you know, with, with Sloane being, like, two, mm-hmm. and once she turns three, that's, it's gonna be rough. Once Sloane turns four. <laughs> I, I think that'll be quite game changing in a lot of ways. But I here's the too. thing. I'm not wishing any time away, Mm-mm. because I think each phase, I know that, we're cool and we're pretty adaptable and yeah. we're interesting enough to be interested in everything Yeah. because like we have some friends with kids who are older and now they're driving all over hell's half acre, you mm-hmm. know, going to soccer and basketball and piano and ballet and whatever the fuck else. Right. Yeah. I don't really care about that because at the core of our relationship has always been talking. Yeah. The fact that <laughs> this is an odd sort of endorsement for cigarettes, <laughs> but the fact that we were both smokers in grad school and we could yeah. go out and like, we'd talk just You and I would talk solo more than virtually anyone else Mm -hmm. because the sort of social isolation of smoking in a lot of ways brings you together. Yeah. And so the fact that that's what our relationship was sort of born and forged in Mm -hmm. really emboldens it for the future because you can do that anywhere. Totally. You know, if you're sitting in the stands of a basketball game, there's going to be some downtime. Yeah. You, You know, you watch the game and you get into it, but you're also just talking. Yeah. And the fact that we have a lot to talk about all the time. Yeah. And the fact that you're like intellectually curious and I will tell you some asinine like pro wrestling anecdote mm-hmm. and you'll be like, wow, that's interesting. Okay. Give me more background. I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> <clears throat> strap it. Right, here. <laughs> so in the late 1950s, <laughs> all the territories came together under one banner, the National Wrestling Alliance. But uh, the fact that we can do that like gives me hope and makes me excited for the future. Yeah. And I think some couples, when they get to empty nesthood, they go, well now what do we do? Mm-hmm. Because like, it's all about their kids and yeah. their entire relationship is formed like through the prism of their kids. And totally. I, I think that's really dangerous. I do too. I mean, uh, that's why you see so many divorces right. that happen right after everyone leaves for school. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, no, we're just going to do this more. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny because with my mom being in Sun City West, and for those of you listening who don't know what Sun City West is, it's a giant retirement community just northwest of Phoenix. Yeah. Up by like Peoria and Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Um, And oh my God, it's like college for adults (laughs) without having to go to class. I mean, they drink all the time. No, but they still go to class. They 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 have classes, but they're like Zumba. (laughs) Totally. They have jazzercise three days a week at 930. Um, and pickleball and pickleball and cymergy and i mean they have so many different (laughs) auto restoration club right i mean there's so many different things that these people do and so it's funny because like even you and i've talked about like okay i'm kind of also again we don't wish time away but i'm super stoked for once the girls are also where we are right now mm-hmm. in their lives because let's sell this beast of a house. Let's buy, you know, if, if either of the girls is out of state, let's buy a condo by them. Let's buy a condo in a, um, you know, retirement community and let's just, you know, like travel the world. And we have plans for after, yeah. which I don't think a lot of people do. Yeah. But I, I mean, we're not 
betting all our money on that either. No, no, like, no. We're enjoying the ride. Yes. Again, we're not wishing the time away, right. but it's, you know, like when my, my mom just left this morning. And so, you know, when you can sit down and talk about the fun things she's doing, then it like gets us excited. Like, oh, that'll be so much fun in 30 years. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, so. Yeah. yeah, that'll be interesting. All right. Well, I think. Are we good? <laughs> I was trying to avoid the Marin thing so much, but now you've got it in my head. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, you're also good at, uh, at planning that in my head. Like, uh, I'm sorry. No, you got, you got me, um, you were pressing the name Imogen for so long before we were even trying to have kids. You yeah. would just drop it in casually, just like ap- almost apropos of nothing. You're like, I think that's such a great name, Imogen. Just call her Emmy. And I'm like, what the fuck is she even talking about? Like, why did this come up now? And uh and then it's so we get pregnant, we have a girl, we we realize it's gonna be a girl, and because I've had all these years of like operant conditioning, <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, that name does sound pretty good now. <laughs> like, god damn it. Like like so, I mean, you're you're good at pulling the strings in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to. Like it's not it's not cognizant manipulation. Well, good. That's I and you know what? I I like to live a happy life. Yeah. So I choose to believe you yes. when you tell me that. Please believe me. Like, there's no cognizant manipulation there. It's just <laughs> It's just how your brain works. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, this is when we do plugs. Do you want to plug anything? You're on Twitter. I'm and, on Twitter. And the gram. I am on. Uh, you have to request to follow me on the gram. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I closed that one up so I could post pictures of the girls. Oh, funny. All right. Um, but um, on the gram, you can always request to follow me. Same with Facebook. Um, Kristen Kreitz on Facebook. Or actually, no. I'm Kristen Kreitz hyphen extra yeah. on Facebook. Um, Denver underscore Kristen. On Twitter? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you are on the gram. Kristen Kreitz, CO. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, was that when you had your old real estate website? Yeah, and there was also there is also a Kristen Kreitz out there who's an interior, or no, she's a graphic designer, mm-hmm. and that bitch takes all the good names. Oh. So, like, she has the Gmail account, <laughs> so you can pester her, just send her mean email. No, don't do that, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're trying to have a society here. <laughs> um, so, I don't always get Kristen Kreitz, uh. so I have to... Do something interesting. Yeah, you should uh, you should come up with one that you just do across platforms. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good idea. <laughs> she, she said, "With the fuck you eyes." <laughs> no, no. She's like, "Yeah, great, thank you. I'll I'll, I'll throw that on top of the to do pile. <laughs> I'll just redo all my social media. That'll be fun. Thank you." I should have thought of that as I was putting together my social media. <laughs> I did not. Well, I'm J-O-A-T pod across platforms. That's accidental because the asshole John of all trades on Twitter, I offered to buy it from him and he never responded to me. He hasn't tweeted since like 2012. So that guy can get fucked with a shovel. Yeah. So, mean. Okay. See, this is why you're my consigliere. <laughs> this is why it matters. <laughs> this is why you're helpful. <laughs> And this is why I love you. I love you. All right. Well, uh, I would say continued success to you, and I mean it, but <laughs> continued you. success to us. Continued success to you and your endeavors and us as well. All right. I love you, darling. I love you. And that brings episode 200 to a close with my wife, my friend, 
my inspiration, my consigliere, Kristen Kreitz. Thank you, darling, for being a part of the show. I could not do it without you, and I'm glad I finally got to feature you and give everyone just a small snapshot of what our lives are like. It's a really happy life. We work really hard at it, and I hope you enjoyed it. We are going to motor through some plugs real quick. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M dot U-S. That's my day job. Our sponsor is 4Degrees, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. They've been with us for all 200 plus episodes, and I love highlighting their product because their work is exceptional. It is unparalleled. If you're doing anything online, they will help you do it better. Get in front of the audiences you need to get in front of with the message that will move hearts and minds. The number four, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Social media is where you can find John of All Trades. J-L-A-T pod is the handle across platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. New episode previews are on Facebook only. Those go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. They're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers. However you're listening to podcasts, you can probably find us there. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the show for these 200 episodes. I can't wait to bring you a ton more. It's the holiday season. I hope you have a happy holiday. And until I hear you back here again, say goodnight, Grace. That's good, Johnny. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we speak.